<laughs> so I almost got a clean take of that in the recording. Oh. So close. Oh well. And now the world will never know. And Critical Role will never sue us for copyright infringement. In spite of all the times I say, how do you want to do this? Uh, mm. But never mind about that. Hello and welcome to Critical Recovery. <laughs> this is a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It's been going on for well over a year at this point and tonight is going to be either the last episode or the second to last episode unless the party does something totally off the wall which never happens in any ever. of my campaigns <laughs> ever just okay. don't ask anyone who Tiamat is uh, the players are uh, way too reliable for that <laughs> we are too low level to cast wish we are waiting on the idea of chaos. <clears throat> Alright, tonight joining me are a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Chris, Ellie, Eo, Jen, and Cindy. And what happened two weeks ago? We got ran over. By an invisible spaceship. Yep. Yeah, we had a fight, we got ran over by a spaceship, and Lil Sparrow woke up on a cobalt spaceship and is like... It's, I, I I expected to meet adventurers, but this is way more than I can handle right now. Meanwhile, I woke up while holding in my liver. It, it, it's okay. It's, um, the external bleeding has stopped. <laughs> Thanks to the lay on hands of the cure wounds. I was, I was very careful with the adjectives I used to describe the bleeding. Because mm -hmm, the internal bleeding is still there. Oh, I mean, well, the blood, the the good fluids are on the inside, as a very famous and high-powered healer once said. <laughs> so, it's fine, right? It's like superhero damage. For some definition of fine. <laughs> I, also, I would also remind everyone that I also did the coolest monk thing I have ever done in any campaign ever. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was very cool. You, you rode... An enemy opponent um, about 100 feet to the ground, like a skateboard <laughs> or a surfboard, <laughs> and then curb stomped them to death. Yeah. Also, if I remember I right, I think Chris's character is the only one who actually saw Lil Sparrow before we all woke up on the Cobalt spaceship. Yes. Yeah. So Chris's character is the only one that knows I was trying to help you guys. Mm, right. Well, Mox assumed. Oh, I should say, Mox is the kobold who greeted you when you all woke up. Mox is a paladin of Teriish. We know Mox is a paladin of Teriish because Mox is wearing a medallion that has Teriish's symbol on it. It was formerly Joa's symbol, but Mox, is, Mox might be too young to have actually been a paladin of Joa. Also, Mox well, only recently completed his um, correspondence course on pa in paladin. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm still kind of impressed that uh, there is enough of an organization already that there's a correspondence course. Oh, oh, well, um, actually, uh, it, it was a general course on like general paladining, but there was a chapter and a whole unit where we had to find and select a god. Uh, that that was actually what was keeping me from graduating because uh, there were so many choices. And then it came to me in a dream. And as Mox says this, he has jumped up on one of the beds and he's waving his hand in front of him as he paints this vivid picture of dream. this fantastic dreamscape. And the whole time, Vasa, 
who, as you recall, always knows when someone is telling the truth, is just laughing mirthlessly over in the corner. It came to me in a dream. Terry-ish, who immediately led by saying their pronouns were they, them. That was very helpful. I don't want to misgender a god. So they told me that they had a special mission for me. And no one was brave enough or strong enough or skilled enough or humble enough to complete it or not even handsome enough to complete it other than I mocks the kobold paladin pending graduation rates and a a small fee. Their their student loans are kind of difficult for correspondence courses. We're in a tough economy, but never mind about that. While this display is going on, can I walk over to Vasa? And set that next Burp time. is going to tackle Hug Mox after the speech. <laughs> Mox, do you have a career in politics? Because you remind me of several people. Honestly, that's a little concerning. The last politician I met was a bard. Do you know they can do psychic damage? <laughs> yeah, that, that seems to be the default state of politicians. And bards, I found. That's why they overlap. Yeah. Anyway, we had a bard in our party for a while. Um, I, I mentioned him in that book that, that I ha- gave um, the, the monk over there that's sitting next to the crying elf. Um, or laughing elf. He kind of, he's kind of doing both right now. That's, that's it. I don't know. He is one of you, right? We had to kind of guess. Yeah. After yeah. we accidentally ran you over. Well, not me. I, I, I was in the ship at the time. It was our, our captain who kind of accidentally did that. Anyway... There I was, in this dream, and Terius told me that I needed to borrow a spaceship and someone to pilot it. The pilot would come to me because they also got a dream. That was so cool. It was like a secret mission. And I had to bring you my sack of holding. And Mox pulls out a burlap sack, which is clearly filled with things. Terius told you to steal a spaceship. A ship. Borrow! Borrow! Matter of fact, after we drop you off, it's my job to bring it back. I am so proud of them. And also, Ryan will also hug Mox. <laughs> um. Ryan, give me an insight check. And you're not rolling against Mox. I. Little Sparrow's just going to say, am I asleep right now? Is this craziness just a weird dream that I'm going to wake up from? Wow, not 20. Okay, there is no way in all the years oh, you have know. known Terryish that Terryish I... would ever say anything like this to anyone. <laughs> However, Vasa's no. reaction is that of somebody who knows when someone's always telling the truth. Learning some hard truths. I just mumble to Lespera. You get used to this. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's take a look through through my sack of holding to see what's in here. Um, some of the stuff I didn't really understand. I mean, I got some papers here. Um, and Mox tosses some paper. Mox is not facing you right now, so Mox is tossing these over his shoulder towards the party. I've got some papers here that are blank. I've got Grab some nice papers. inks. Tosses those over. Got some quills. Tosses them over. Catch! Um, I've got Catch this the ink. Catch the ink. commemorative potion rack of resistances. And imagine, if you will, a spice rack 
but they're not spices. Oh. And each of them is a different color, probably because Those they labeled? are for a different type of resistance. But there's one of each. Are um, they labeled? Okay. That, that's they, they are labeled. And, and Mox goes to toss it over his shoulder, but then successfully makes a check and goes, <laughs> maybe I'll just set this one down. There we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, oh, there's lunch. Wait, this one's last week's lunch. lunch. Uh, don't eat that one. Um, lunch, 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 lunch. Um, would like lunch. Maybe oh, my arm is in here. That's where it got to. It's a, less a lunch. A should really wear robes now. unless they're rela- relaxing, actually. What was that? Lunch. It's less lunch and more poison now. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, it's last week's lunch is still good, depending on if your constitution. As a paladin, and then my my constitution is pretty good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, what? Why is the goblin chewing on it already? Oh, lunch. Burp. Burp. I don't want to eat that. Child. Don't. Uh, no, it doesn't no. taste bad. Maybe it needs like a bit of ketchup or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perhaps this is what all the spices because were it's, for. Yes, it's like there, there are there are places you go you can go where it's still a, a national tradition to take shark meat that is considered toxic and bury it in the ground for a while and let it ferment and then it's edible. I'm not saying the word palatable, <laughs> but that is a tradition there. So, and I forget the name of. I want to say Iceland, but I could be wrong. Um, if it's shark fin soup, that's I thought a it was Greenland. Thing. No, no, it could be Greenland. No, no. One of those lands. One of those lands. <laughs> it's not Finland. <laughs> but no, I'm not referring to be... shark fin soup. That's something else entirely. I was about okay. to say it can't be Finland. You just said it's not shark fin soup. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. The puns are strong with these bunch. Okay. So, um, yeah. Also, I was told that your monk would know what to do with the inks and stuff. And whatever he wrote down, we would get to the person who needs it. Who's the person who needs it? I wasn't told that part. The captain had that dream. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, well, I suppose that is possible. We have had a history of having weird dreams that cross over into a reality. Maybe you have this too? It's possible. I mean, it, was my, it wasn't my first weird dream, let me tell you. It was the first one that made any kind of sense. <laughs> Sometimes they're all like this, I would think. Maybe. I'm assuming I'll get much more now that I'm a paladin. Mm. Marley's now rubbing his forehead with a headache. Just stop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think prophetic dreams is a good way to plan your life. It's worked so far for me. Yeah, but they tend to be rare. <laughs> really? Because right now my ratio is one for every two weeks. <laughs> That's a problem. Is that a paladin thing? Well, I've or only been a paladin, a paladin for two paladin weeks, for so you week. tell me. <laughs> I adore this character I've made. (laughs) Perp is just going to hug Mox again. Ryan is sort of going to pat Mox on the shoulder. Your your goblin companion is like really, really strong. Do you know that? I think that rib just broke. No! 
purple do a lay on hands for a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you could do that. Are you a paladin too? I made a pact. Sweet. Paladin siblings. And Mux goes to give you a high five. <laughs> high five. Thank goodness I had been wondering if siblings was the right word. <laughs> well, kobolds, you, you know about kobolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes. I don't know if our characters would, but yeah. Well, the, the traditional statement would be paladin bros, but that's not what burp is so never mind about that Mm -hmm. yes anyway so um it's gonna take a while for us to get where we're going so um mr monk sir you might want to write down the thing that you were probably told in a dream to write down whatever that was and you're all gonna need to take a well no offense but you all look like you got hit by a spaceship we did get hit by a spaceship well yeah we hit a bunch more than just you um, I think some of one of them is still on the one of the wings. I hope it doesn't wreck Ew. our stealth. Yeah. If you stop for a moment somewhere with an at- atmosphere, I know prestidigitation, I can clear it up. Actually, it might explain a few things when I take it back, if they're still there. Okay, then. I don't want to know the reason why that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you are very correct. <laughs> also... I, I know that blank look. Usually though, I see those blank looks when the wizard is trying to explain something to the thief. But, um, or in my old party anyway. So here's the thing. Were you told where we're going or is this new information? I have no idea where we're going. All right. We just are here. And do you know where we're going? Mox gets the biggest grin. Wow. I get to share stuff. The plan was to go to the moon. Oh, you don't want to go there. Okay. There's giants on the moon. There's what now? Yeah. And above the moon, there's a bunch of elves in in spaceships that they don't turn invisible. They're not nearly as cool as this one. And didn't the moon sort of swing around funny? Well, you saw that. I didn't. I was in here. There's no windows. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so if we're not going to the moon, where are we going? Oh, um, well, your main thing is fighting Argonia, right? We're going to the ocean. Uh, well, we're over it right now. Um, okay. But don't worry, we're, no one can see us. Including a god? No one can see us. We're gonna Hmm. die. But, um... (sighs) So, apparently, here's the thing. Um, when Argonia manifested and became a god, like back in the olden days, huh? um, where she did that, a portal opened up to her domain, her whatever heaven is for, for Argonia. What? Probably. But it is in the middle of the ocean, but it's on an island in the middle of the ocean. Argonia wasn't always like a water goddess. She was like a person first, but never mind. Um, so the followers of Argonia built a temple there. So we're going to the temple so you can go through the portal and fight Argonia on, well, don't fight her on her terms. Fight her on your terms, but in her world. Because if you kill a god in their own domain, they really die. Really? Well, that's what Terius told me. 
I ain't going to find that woman that said there's a group of adventurers who might be in use of an archer and kill them. In fairness, we're not actually killing a god. We're binding a god. There's a difference. Oh, that sounds much harder. It is. Probably what all the uh, ink and paper is for, yes. We're uh, kicking her out of this set of planes, I guess. I don't know. The magic part kind of went over my head. I'll admit, I kind of skipped that chapter. TLDR, we're using the trammels to banish her to another uh, plane of existence where she'll be locked for all time. Okay, so you have your trowels then? Trammels, yes. Any other garden trowels? supplies you need? <sighs> oh, no. I even help me. Also, I was told that you all would really like this commemorative potion set. Uh, it, by, by the way, it has 10 potions in it. And, yes. And I was told that uh, you, Mr. Monk, would actually really, really like this one. And he pulls out one of them that is pink in color and hands it to you. Do I know what this is? On the side of it, it says psychic. <laughs> of course, it's the psychic one. It's pink. But yes, potions of resistance is something we very much would appreciate. Yes. Especially for killing a god. So I'm going to copy and paste the link to D&D Beyond's page that covers all the potions of resistance. The set has one each of all of the resistances that are listed. Okay. The potion lasts for an hour, and basically, you drink it, you take half damage for whatever that thing is. Does this mean if you also make your resist that you take quarter damage? If it's not a resist or zero? Okay. Okay, let's see. Morley has already defenses against cold, fire, and poison. But I don't know if defenses is the same as this potion. It's the same as resistance, yeah. Is it? Okay, so I'll pick something else. <laughs> um, can and I psychic have a... one has already been handed to the monk, whose right, yes. arch nemesis does psychic damage. Mm. Can I have a one-on-one -on -one with Vasa while everyone's looking at that? Certainly. I've sat there next to him, so I'll make sure he's okay. <clears throat> No, no, I am not okay. I didn't think you'd be. Physically, um, right, clearly you're screwed up. Emotionally, how are you doing? We're probably going to die on that island. Yeah, but at least we'll go out fighting. Yes. Do you serve a god? Technically no, but technically yes. Mm. Weird one. My, the Cobalt Soul is an order who follows knowledge and follows Ayun, but you don't need to be a worshipper of Ayun to be a member. I don't know where I will go. That's the problem. If you fail, I do know, and I will not appreciate the experience. If we fail, none of us will appreciate it, because we're all going to end up in the same place. If they had just listened, but they did not. Don't blame they... yourself, though. You tried. I know, but thank you. Just put my hand up like for like a side fist bump we got this he awkwardly <laughs> reciprocates the gesture it is not one he's familiar with no I figured but we got this oh and don't worry about those punches <sighs> figured we've all been punched enough lately yes I think the kobolds have exceeded our quota okay so at this point is there anything that um a certain monk would like to write down. 
I will write down everything I know about the required ritual to activate the trammels and use them against a god. And And you have been given very expensive paper and very expensive inks in order to do so. I will also write down the exact wording required for the incantation to bind them once the trammels are in place. As luck would have it, you happen to have a book of things you already knew uh-huh. <laughs> that you can use to just transcribe this information. Uh-huh. Handy, right? So I will Very handy. I'll use a charge on that book to be able to do that. <laughs> it's almost as if when you selected that to be your book that you took off of the list, I was like, I can use this. <laughs> do, would I require a roll now? No, I'm not going to require a roll for this. Uh, there, there will be roles that will be required in the future, <laughs> but, but for this, no, you can just do it. What well, one could argue that a, a god decided to help you out here, and at this point, you may all press the long rest button. Okay. Um, you're resting in cobalt-sized beds, but yeah. that's not a problem. Okay, long rest all done worse. They're actual spell. beds. They're kind of comfy. For the part of your body that fits on them. Okay, I think I have done this successfully. For once. Someone has a fan going. It's me, sorry. Oh, oops. It kind of makes uh, nice ambiance for us. It only has one hit point. No, it says 100. Well, yeah, the zeros don't mean anything, so it's one. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a horrible person. But as I stated before the recording, I teach middle school and I'm a DM. <laughs> it's hard coded. So yes, you get the long rest and when you wake up, the ship is moving, not necessarily in a straight line. There, there's one point where you're pretty sure it's doing a barrel roll. Oh, are we making evasive actions or something? Are we under attack? It's okay. Are you sure? It's just storming. It's kind of winning. What's going on? I forgot to buckle in. Oh, jeez. How? Oh, okay. Lospera is gonna grab whatever column or pole or something nailed down and just hang on for dear there life. There are handheld. There are handholds everywhere in the ship. I'm gonna try to um, get a hold of a handhold and get a hold of Mox because it sounds like Mox is having trouble. Mox, who is now wearing his chainmail. Um, oh. Will require you to make a grapple check to catch him. Not because he's opposing the role, but because the environment is. <laughs> um, eight plus six, that's a 14. That is sufficient. Congratulations, you are now heavy one cobalt. Thank you. Burp will catch anyone who goes by. Um, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> At this point, Mox was the only airborne entity in the room. Some leftover lunch is is also airborne, but they don't... Uh, catch lunch! Catch lunch! Mox, what's going on? We're getting pretty close, and uh, there's usually a hurricane around the island. It's like right in the eye, you so... did not mention this. Wonderful. Isn't that normal? Anytime someone looks at a large map of continents and a giant ocean, there's always, like, some big storm or maelstrom, like, right in the middle. So that's where we're going, huh? Mm. Well, we're going to the eye in the middle, yeah. 
And as All soon right. as Mox says that, um, the ship stops shaking around. Oh. We're there! We're there! Breakfast? Um, it's, uh, it's over there. And, uh, it's almost over here. And, uh, mm, how'd that I get up there? I have rations oh. in my bag. I know how it got up there. Oh, yeah. Don't eat that one. Actually, it's like preserved food. It's rations that are individually packaged. So it's it's not like having it bounce around the cabin in here ruined it. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You you can have all the gorp you want. Gorp! Almost as good as porridge. If you add enough milk, it's almost the same thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The M&Ms are a bit weird, though. This may be our last Yum. session. I'm going to say that Lil Sparrow pulls out her extra fancy rations because I took the default equipment and that included one day's worth of rations. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right. Um, and as you're eating... Sorry. I was going to say, Mark, she wouldn't happen to have anything a little heftier and I'd pull up my quarter stuff. I might need something a little stronger here. Heftier weapon or heftier rations? Weapon. Oh. For breakfast? No, not for breakfast, Marks. <laughs> oh, my God. I was oh, drinking um... water when... <laughs> uh, remember, I, I, I'm not going with you. No, We're... I know. That's what I'm saying. You gotta take it back. The ship back. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything on here way. that might be a little heftier? Um, can't you punch ghosts? Yes. I got nothing. That'll punch a ghost. Okay. You're already heftier. Hmm. Fair enough. Pet, pet, pet. Why do you keep doing that? Because you're my size. Oh. Usually it's taller folks that try that. Or try throwing me. Mostly well, throwing I can't, me. I can't pet anybody here because they're all tall. Except you because yeah. you're my size. You can yeah, pet that's kind of how my adventuring party was, too. And if you want, you can you know, burp, lean over just a little bit, point to the top of her head. Yeah. Mox tentatively <laughs> reaches out and pats burp exactly once. Very uh, gently. <laughs> burp grins happily. <laughs> I promise not to throw you unless you ask me to. Thank you. That's very kind of you. To be very honest, no one's ever said those words to me before. No, no, wait. Our bar- our barbarian said them to me exactly once. And, and then, then threw, threw me across a chasm. Ah. Okay, so how long before we um end up on the island? Thump. Oh, well, there's the answer. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. So uh, we're going to open up the back door so you can all get out. And I'm going to go use my spell slots. Uh-huh. And and the door to the front of the ship, which has remained closed for the entire time you've been in it, uh-huh. opens up and a red-scaled kobold, who is also wearing robes, walks out. Wave, wave, wave. The kobold looks around at all of you. Hmm. It's good to see you. Sorry about the, um, the shakiness. I was you trying my best. Through. You got us through. You've got nothing to be sorry for. Right. So, um, this is our stop. Um, Mox hands over a rolled-up scroll that was just recently made 
to this other kobold. Thanks. I'll make sure this gets where it needs to go. And that red-skilled kobold walks off the back of the ship, out the door. Okay, it was fun. Uh, Try not to die. That is good advice. Try not to die. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Ironic advice, but yes. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Oh, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm just going to fly straight up. I don't know why we didn't fly straight up before to get in here, because, you know... The storm's only in the atmosphere, and this thing can go through space. But okay, good luck, Mox. Whatever. Thank you for bringing us here, I think. No problem. Tell Terryish hi if you see them before I do. Will do. Have fun. Kay. Okay. Herp will go follow the other kobold. Yeah. And you all walk out into the middle of a war. All okay. right. Well, blink. Here we blink. Go. Blink. Yes. Uh, there are gnomes in armor everywhere. They're running in various places. They're yelling things at other people. You don't necessarily see who they're fighting. Oh, wait, wait, no. No, um, you just saw a dragon that looked like it had the head of a shark fall into a bunch of buildings. They're probably fighting those. Lots of gnomes in armor. Considering the gods involved, I'm gonna guess the Agmanites are here. Oh, one of the gnomes in armor who has slightly fancier armor than the rest of them possibly denoting rank uh, sees you and says hey how did you get oh oh you came in on the 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 is it still here no I don't think it's going home okay uh-huh. I was told that it was a stealth ship I didn't uh-huh. know kobolds had those neither did we till it ran us over Right. Mm-hmm. Would not recommend. You've had a day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were told that if you showed up, we were told to bring you to General Caldor right away. Okay. Right, so follow me. I would Following. like to look at his armor for any symbols, just in case these are not. Um... Give me an insight check. Actually, no, a perception mean, check. This is going to be perception. I'm pretty sure I just... <laughs> Would feel very stupid if we um got what's the word ambushed. <laughs> Aaron, really? Taken into take it to a trap. Uh, that's a seven on the die, so thirteen. Uh, you don't see anything that screams these are followers of Argonia. No, no, we wouldn't. I was hoping to see. <laughs> Something that confirmed these were Ogmanites, but eh, pretty sure they're Ogmanites. Okay. You are brought to um, the center of a camp. It's a very hastily constructed camp, by which I mean, because it was made by gnomes, they're like full-fledged metal-walled buildings that self-generated themselves after a small box was thrown. But never mind about that. (laughs) Um... Imagine, if you will, an artificer learns Leoman's tiny hut. <laughs> uh, and there is a small table. It, one would argue that it is a gnome-sized table on which there is a very large map of the island stretched out. It's divided into a grid. And there is a gnome in full plate standing on top of that table yelling orders at people. Jimmel Caldor! And the 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 gnome in full armor takes her helmet off, revealing bright pink hair in pigtails, and says, Mm -hmm. "What is it? Oh, you look like a ragtag band of adventurers. We've been Uh expecting you. Uh One second. Um, 
and she brings her finger up to her ear and it just sort of sticks in her ear and says, um, Galen, honey, yes. Uh, so we've evacuated everyone from quadrant A7. So if you could do a bombing run and atomize everything in that sector, that would be peachy keen. Could you do that for me? Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Why, why, yes, roast beef sounds great for supper tonight. All right, see you then. Okay, so, um, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm pausing for the reactions that are being posted in chat right now. <laughs> the second you said Danim, that that's who we were going to, I knew exactly who you were talking to. Yes. <laughs> and of course, she brought her husband along to help. Of course, she right. brought her husband right. along to help. Um, here's the deal. Um... Oh, first introductions. My name is Luminous Kaldor. I am a priest of Garl Glittergold, who I'm told you've met. And uh, kind of, sort of, right now, actually, his avatar on the mortal plane. Cool! Wow. Yeah, I'm told it's not a long time thing, which is good, uh, because it's a lot of power and a lot of responsibility, and it's actually very terrifying. Good to know. She says this with a wonderfully bright grin on her face. I love her. <laughs> like she's grinning to hide the screams. <laughs> I, don't know Beth, I don't know if Beth is aware. This is one of my character's wives. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, now I I, keep I in mind, that that's part, a possessive apostrophe it's F not at plural. the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not this is not a polygamous situation. No. Rhyme salute. Yes. Yeah, it, it's not a polycule. Um, Purple salute as well once Rhyme does, because obviously that's what you do. At that moment, several of the buildings nearby are pushed aside as this large water elemental starts coming towards you. Luminous grabs her maul, throws it through the water elemental, and it evaporates. Someone go get that for me. I'm kind of busy. Thank you. All right. So uh, that's a perk. Uh, anyway. Cool. Yes. You are incredible. Wow. Why, thank you. Uh, that means a lot to me. It really does. So I've been told that uh, we are uh, doing a thing to stop a god that uh, did some horrible things to our flying city. And uh, this yes. particular deity, I who I will not name right now, um, while right. we're kind of on that deity's home turf, yes, um, are, yes should have that. consulted with the kobolds first, because the kobolds would have shared with that deity what happens when another deity messes with gnomes. Uh-huh. 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 I imagine it can be quite painful for the deity. Well, the... Well, no, not painful at all. You see, uh, the god of the kobolds is currently imprisoned in an escapable maze by Garl Glittergold himself. Uh, so, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, with that said, we were told you were coming. You, we baked a cake. We can have it later. Um, Yay. It's raspberry icing. It's so good. But never mind. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. That's <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, the temple that you're supposed to go in that has that big portal thing that we can all go through and stuff, there is a kind of like energy field going around it that's being maintained. Um, because I'm kind of semi-possessed by Mr. Glittergold right now, I can make a hole in it, but it's not going to stay. 
So your job right now is to go in, find whoever's maintaining that glowy thing, um, stop them, put, put them down, put, put, put an end to the... Take down the shield from Do inside. The yes. And then uh, we'll come in and help and there's going to be someone who can do ritual casting that's going to help out with the whole thing E. Feel the break down the shield or the cavalry comes running. Pretty much, I think. Okay. That sounds I'm pretty fun. sure. It, it's never 100% certain because, uh, well, Garl is, is a fantastic deity. I have devoted my life to him. Well, and my husband, but, you know, duty comes first. But he's... um. He is a, a, a god of mischief. So everything I'm telling you is what I've been told. Okay. Huh. And also plans contact with the enemy. And I also do kind of feel like, you know, maybe a god of mischief, but bigger things right now. I'm kind of hoping. Oh, yes. Yes. And you're going to help put one of those down, probably. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, one one last thing. Um, but it, it's... It's not for all of you. Um, uh, Ryan and... <clears throat> could you come over here, please? Uh -huh. Okay. Every time it throws me off. <laughs> <laughs> that is Burp's name. We're that only just Burp's saying name. Burp yes. because not everyone can Burp on command. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, it's... Um, it's like a nickname. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Um, it's like when students call me Mr. S. I'm like... Smith is a single syllable. Saying S as opposed to Smith does not make it any faster. Oh, okay. <laughs> but whatever. So Luminous asks you to like lean in close. Uh-huh. So it's this is not something from me. It's something from Garl. Okay. Hey. Wow. This is definitely not Luminous's voice coming out of Luminous's uh -huh. mouth right now. And no one else in the party is hearing this. Oh, so okay. don't worry. I got your backs. I, I know Luminous said the whole trickery thing, but yeah, don't worry. I'm here for you. If you think I'm here, you have no idea how close Terryish is right now. Aww. Okay? That's important. Remember that. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and Luminous shakes her head. Uh, Mr. Glittergold, again, devoted cleric of you. But every time you do that, it really weirds me out. The, the whole blackout thing is, can, can we not do that again? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, my Warhammer. Thank you for that. By the way, the Augments have arrived. Oh, the Augmentites are here? Fantastic. Could you send them to, um, and Luminous looks down at the map, uh, Sector, I think, uh, C-45. No, no, we sunk that battleship. Oh, okay, good, good. You should have told me that earlier. You were kind of busy. Oh, thank you. Um, what about Sector Z1? Didn't we clear that out? There's a bunch of Sahuigan there. Oh, that's how it's pronounced. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Send them there. We'll get to work, sir. Right. Well, right this way. And Luminous takes the, the war mall and starts walking you towards the, the temple, which... Come to think of it, it should have been kind of obvious. It's the tallest part of the island. It is clearly a building that is very ornately made with a lot of stonework that doesn't look like a stone is from here. And there's the whole glowy thing that is formed all the way around it. That goes just straight up into the sky. Like you don't see the top of it. 
All right. Do not let's come commence. down that. All right, let's commence Operation Deicide. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm told that energy thing is slightly tapering. You can't see it, but if you measure, it actually does reach a point if you go up high enough. Okay. Yeah. The more Reach you know. Point as in it's a column that the spaceship spiky. is flying or a dome? More a of a point. spiky thing. Said it right. Thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and you're all outside the, the doors. It's actually, it's four doors. There are four doors. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. Hmm. It's Saturday, which is why. Luminous puts them all down, spits into her hands, rubs it together, picks them all up. Her eyes start to glow white. Wow. And she smacks the force field with them all once, and it shatters. It doesn't shatter out the whole way, but enough of a space opens up that you can go through the doors. Right, everybody in. Okay. Our friend's storming the temple. (laughs) <laughs> Burke would like to start Ray by raging and, yeah. for reasons and will therefore scream if it yeah! works it took a miracle uh-huh. and at this point Burke will just start with raging that's wise that is wise and fitting I at would also point, like to activate my um, actually no I'm, I'm, you're, you're going to save the big guns for the grand finale is what you're saying yeah yeah. That's I... that's wise and fitting. Lil Spera also... will have her bow out and a an arrow connected to the string. I forget exactly what that's called. Notched. I Knocking. Think. Knocking. You're gonna knock in. the knock the arrow. Yeah. But not or knock not. on the door. Um yeah. But you're not knocking on the door. Uh Luminous did that for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just once, but once was all you needed. And we're going to do two things. First of all, we're going to start using that map on owlbear.rodeo. But also, we've been playing for almost exactly 50 minutes. So what do you say we take our break now so the combat will be uninterrupted? Yes. Okay. Probably a good idea. All right, we're back. Yeah! No time has passed for anyone except all of us. Uh Um, And in that time, we rolled for initiative to save time in the recording. And we moved our characters around on this map on Radio. Not a sponsor, but hey, call me. Well, email <laughs> me. Uh, I'm not giving up my phone number. And I need to see <laughs> if I can actually turn off the Fog of War so you can see the rest of the map. I hope it doesn't make the map I, I go away for me. I should have tested well, this before. Let's find out. <laughs> Poof! Yay! Oh. There's and map. wait for it. Oh, goody. As you're oh. all running in... You see, okay, so this room is very brightly lit. There are stained glass windows on pretty much every wall of this chamber. Some of them start fairly high up. Actually, they all start fairly high up, but the room is much taller than what you would normally expect it to be. It's almost like it's bigger on the inside, but that's a tired trope. The DM would definitely not revisit that trope over and over again. There are... Pillars. There are round stone pillars that are ornately carved on either side of this room, spaced what looks to be 20 feet apart. The pillars themselves are 10 feet in diameter. I am saying this because I know it's an audio recording and I'm describing an image. Um, at the far end of this room, you see the High Inquisitor behind an altar who appears to be moving his hands and is probably casting some type of spell. But in front of you, 
In fact, for those of you who rushed straight in, of which several of you did, and by that I mean two of you and two NPCs, um, just a few feet away from you is a certain monk named Inquisitor Hav, who is standing there. She turns her head, like she, she tilts her head slightly to the side, and there's a, a slight popping noise. Then she tilts it to the other side, there's another popping noise. And she says, so good of you to join us. Are you going to stay hiding back there? Oh, she wants to have it on with Sandrin. Mm. Because it's fine if you do. That's quite all right. But I thought you might have a bit more fight left in you than that. He'll walk out. He'll down the portion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting this as a free action because this is definitely not either of your turns. <laughs> <laughs> He'll crack his neck. Let's get it on. Let's. Okay. It is the High Inquisitor's turn. The High Inquisitor does a thing. There is no noticeable <sighs> change. Lilsparia. Or Spira. Lilsparia. I'll get the name right eventually, possibly, before the campaign ends. Um, I generate my character's names through the fantasy random name generator. So I, I know, which is why I feel a little less bad about doing it, but I still feel bad about doing it. But anyway, it's your turn. All right. So... Since it sounds like the monk has been the one that's calling out our party, I'm going to attack them first. They're 50 feet away, so clearly within range. First attack is a 29. I'll give it to you. And I'm going to make that a shadow error. A shadow arrow. So first they're going to take 13 damage from just the arrow itself. And then 8 psychic damage. I don't know their resistances. And they also need to make a wisdom saving throw with a DC of 12, which is low. But if they fail it, they're blind to anything that's more than five feet beyond them. That's a 16 on the die. Well, not on the die, but that's a 16. And I switched to a die because it was one of those free things that D&D Beyond was giving me for subscribing. And when I roll it, it trails smoke particles. This <laughs> die is so cool. <laughs> All right, and I, I can only imbue one arrow around, but I do get to make at least two attacks every time I make an attack. So, second attack is a 28 on the dice. That hits. And a six damage. Chris, which... no. <laughs> I'm responding to Discord chat. Right. For reasons. Mm. Yeah, but for only six damage, that sounds more like I hit her in the forearms or something. It, it It's a designated good guy area, even though you're hitting a bad guy. She believes she's a good guy. Aim for the knees. Hmm. Okay. And since I only have one, I think I'll use my bonus action. Oh, actually, I already used my bonus action. And I can't use my... And I'll save my action surge for later. So, yeah, that's my turn. Okay. At the end of your turn, let's see, how are we going to do this? Here come the heroic actions. Yay. Legendary at, actions, At the rather. end of your turn, Hav teleports to here. Oh. Now that's just me. But she can only use one legendary action per turn. But per person's end of turn. So that's all she can do at the end of little Spira's turn. Ugh. That looks like she's asking to dogpile. However, guess who goes that right after like little Spira? Quincy? Uh, Hav? It's now Hav's turn. Uh, yeah. Crap. Okay. Hav is going to punch Ryan. <laughs> Interesting choice. Well, an attempt is going to be made. 
This is Ryan. Mm. That's a 24. I cast shield. Yeah. Oh, the dice glow green, too, on the numbers. That's neat. That's a 29. Oh, jeez. That'll hit. Uh, that is 14 bludgeoning mm-hmm. and 18 psychic. Okay, so that's... To be honest, when I'm having trouble mathing, I just put the numbers in twice. So I put in the 14, oh. press the button, put the 18, press that. I didn't think of that. It's when, whenever you hear someone reading off like a whole bunch of numbers of damage for me to put in, I am typing the numbers in as they'll read them so I don't math it. Because I'm afraid I'm going to math wrong. And I am thrilled that I got to teach someone something today. It's my day off. I still got to do it. <laughs> and for the third attack, uh, that is a 26. Did the shield catch that one? Yeah. Mm? Um, a 26 to hit. Does that hit you with the shield? Currently, yes. So that it's still hits? Darn crap. Okay. Uh, don't have going... haste yet. <laughs> so, uh, that that's a total of thirty-two points of damage from the strike because I did sit down and do the math now. Don't you okay. dare take down that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's... All right. So those are the three actions that Hav can do. So Hav's turn ends at the end of Hav's turn. Uh, Thandrin's turn starts. You thought I was going to say something else, but no, it's <laughs> Thandrin's turn now. Thandrin's going to run over <laughs> Hav. Two unarmed swings on her. Is that within thirty feet? I have. Oh wait, you're fifty. Feet. I have fifty you're, foot of movement. You have you have cool monk stuff going on. Yeah. And Hob is also only thirty feet away, thirty five feet away from you. I just used the measuring tool. So twenty four for the first. Let's actually move you. There we go. Uh, twenty four for the first, twenty three for the second. Those both hit. Stack, uh twelve total bludgeoning damage for the two strikes. Uh, I'm gonna put a. Key point into stunning strike on the first. Okay, what's my roll for that? Uh, I need a da, 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 fourteen decks, uh, fourteen cons. Sorry. Uh, that's a twenty-three. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm not gonna, not gonna worry about that anymore. Um, second key point, I'm going to do flurry of blows for two additional attacks. Uh, fourteen won't hit. I don't think. No. Eighteen. No. Damn. She dodges like they do. So you, you are basically just throwing so many punches and kicks at Hav's direction, and she dodges or blocks most of them. Your arms and legs are, are blurs going back and forth. You get in a few good strikes, but it looks cooler than the gif that Ellie has just shared. <laughs> because that that is wrong. <laughs> that gif upsets me on a moral level. But she does have... Arrows sticking out of her because I scored two hits. Well, I would say that the six-point hit was a glancing blow where the arrow, like, scratched the arm at a bad spot. But there is still an arrow sticking out of her. There's one good arrow sticking out of her. She would not describe it as a good arrow, but we will. Okay, is that Thandrin's turn? Yes. At the end of Thandrin's turn, Hav smiles and turns her back to punch Ryan again. Does a 27 hit? Um, yes. Okay. Gonna make a sentinel reaction attack as well then. Ryan. Uh-huh. Things get very bright. And for a moment you might I'm not gonna tell you, you definitely do, because this is your character, but for a moment you might almost think that she hits you really hard in the head. Perhaps That is too usually hard. what hap- what it means when someone hits you and then things get really bright. But as the brightness starts to fade, it's actually fading by fading in from the sides and then you realize it's because a being of light has walked through you 
and they are pushing Hav back five feet as they do it. And you realize they're able to do this because they have a shield in front of them, a shield that you are no longer holding because they are holding your shield. And they take this punch before the damage is declared without a flinch (laughs) because Teriush is a literal god. They will not be put down by a mere mortal like this. should not pick on people whose big sibling is a god. Also, table talking, healers might want to do something about Ryan, just saying. <laughs> Ryan yeah. only has two levels in fighter. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. Oceanus stops holding his action. Three Alarm. of the blades that Oceanus controls fly through the air and strike Terriish in the back. Jerk! Terriish turns... Well, it doesn't turn all the way. Terry just looks over their shoulder, looks directly at Rhine, and winks. And then Oceanus finishes the ritual that he was casting since before you walked through the door. And the being that was in front of you is gone. Have just laughs. By the way, the, the strike that Fandrin attempted was a miss. Um, yes, it was. Have starts laughing. Did you think that Oceanus was maintaining that energy field? Of course not. No, we were the bait. And now you all will <sighs> die without your god. What I wonder you where you'll that? go. I know where I'll go. Uh, Burp, it's your turn. Um, oh, by the way, those three blades that were in, that got stabbed into Terriish, those are gone too. Curses, can't take them. Oceanus has three more. What is my move? Uh, where do I find that? <laughs> uh, your walking speed should be right next to you. Proficiency, one of the top numbers. The default for humanoids is 30. Uh, okay, then that's probably... Uh, I have short little legs. Right. So 25. Right. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the only person who is within 25 is have... And I feel like Hav needs to suffer. Well, actually, no. There's one thing that should. How, how badly whapped is Ryan at the moment? Um, Ryan is at 34 of 98. Oh wow! Unfortunately, what I've got is not actually helpful. Okay, Burp is going to just try to do the standard. Let's grab Hav and hit a lot with that nice sword while screaming. Because, you know, rage. That's valid. So, move over here? Is that accurate? Or should I just put it there? So long as you are somehow adjacent to have, you can hit have with with a non-ranged attack. If it's a ranged attack, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, well... But you're not going to throw your rapier. No, I'm not throwing the rapier. You can throw your teeth. I am so not throwing the rapier. No. Bite from a distance. (laughs) I want them back, though. Give me back when you're done with them. Toss, tossed. <laughs> okay, but but so you are rapier. attempting to smack, smack, smack with the rapier. Make your roll. Okay, smack one is a. That's a miss. Nineteen. That's a miss. Okay. You, you swing and boss, not bossa. Um, have dodges just by leaning back. Well, that's okay. 
This required her to lean back so far that the top half of her body was at a 90-degree angle from the rest of her body, but she does it anyway. Don't you have another that attack? That is not going to... Yes, yeah, I do, and it's nine, worse. Unfortunately. Oh. Well, there, there, there at least there will be, be a bit of... Uh, what's the right word? Screaming and, and yelling and making her lean back. Yay. Oh, certainly. Um, at the end of your turn, because we have one more legendary <laughs> action available um, sure. from Hav, she's going to attempt to punch Thandrin. That's a 21 to hit. Yes. Okay. You take 14 bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. And because you drank the potion of psychic resistance, you take 9 psychic damage. Yes, I was going to take 4 hits for her to knock me out. <laughs> yes, well, this is only 1. <coughs> and she realizes Ow. as soon as she punches you that... You, you didn't feel all of that like you were supposed to. She just raises one eyebrow. Huh. That's different. Ryan. My turn? Yes. Your turn. Ryan, maybe you should pop your wings and go a little up. I trust Zoda. Ryan points their sword in Oceanus's direction. And... One moment... Is this the one that measures things? The one that looks like a triangle, yes. Oh, that's right. Hav got pushed back five feet, so you can actually... You don't have to disengage. <laughs> you can just go if you want to. Run and murder. Not 75 feet, I can't. No, but you oh, can make it part of the way. And I'm pretty sure that if you go most of that way, Oceanus will be willing to close the distance with you as a favor. Oof. Yes, but you might be out of Zuda's range. Hmm. Which is why I'm only going to move up that far and cast the lightning bolt. Nice. Would Oceanus like to make a death save? Yes. Yes, Oceanus would. <laughs> Oceanus would love to make a deck save. So um, the question is, uh, would you accept a nat one? Because that's oh, what I just rolled. Start. The, that doesn't mean the lightning bolt crits, does it? I no, wish. it sadly no. does not. But that is the <laughs> coolest looking nat one I've ever rolled. I love this dice set. And I should not try to roll a d20 that is not applicable to this scenario. <laughs> Roll all yes. the D20s, do it, do it. Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. 27 lightning damage. Okay, Oceanus Make eats that. Make him pay. Wait, let me check damage resistances. Yeah, yeah, they take the 27. <laughs> and I'm saving my sorcery points, so for my bonus action, I use second wind. That gives Where's you hit points back? Where's my D10? Where's my D10? And that's only four hit points, because second wind kind of sucks. It does. It really does. Okay. It's Zuda's turn. Thank goodness. Oh, um, I almost forgot. That's concerning. Oceanus can m move as legendary action. So Oceanus uh. is closing distance. But Oceanus can't fly 75 feet as a bonus <laughs> action. But it is Zuda's no. turn now. Not with that attitude. I think... <laughs> You are welcome anybody... to assist Oceanus with flying 75 feet. He did it once. 
<laughs> a spaceship was involved. Right. Can we fly him 75 feet through one of those windows? You are welcome to make the attempt. I'm here for this content. I'm also here to find what Zuda's doing. Has anybody but Ryan been hurt? I'm down. Fandrin, I think. Yeah, I'm down a third. I think I'm down a third. Or just, just under a third. Mm, I'm going to spend too many spell slots. I mean, if the party doesn't live long enough to fight Argonia, then the spell slots should have been spent. So, do it. Granted. Um, first thing I'm going to do... Oh, no. Actually, I'm going to do... Yeah, that's better. Uh, I cast... I throw a healing word at uh, Thandrin. Let's see. The, uh, in my head, Ken, the vocal component is... Plaster! <laughs> so that's uh, that's five hit points back. But only because Chris is is in uh, the UK. If, if that spell was used on Rhine, it would be Band-Aid! <laughs> And I realized I talked over Ellie, and I apologize. That's okay. I had to do measuring, um, because I have made actually kind of an error. Well, you still have your move. Yeah, which enough, is 20 feet. Which doesn't put you in touch range of anyone except maybe Thandrin, and maybe Burp. So I am going to spend too many spell slots. Uh, I'm going to make that a mass healing word, so that I can get uh, Ryan in on that as well. All right. And I know that's only five hit points, but... Five but that's more? also five hit points to Thandrin as well, correct? Yes. Yes, on top of what you did before. No, it's it's five hit points to Thandrin and to Ryan. Okay. Anything else? Yes. Oh, I was... Assuming, uh, assuming I have measured correctly. No one was ignoring me. I was muted. No, no. no, you're no, muted. no we're not me. ignoring you. No, we're not ignoring you. We just thought maybe you were just listening. <laughs> it doesn't matter because um, Zuda's not within five feet of me, and I would have to be within five feet of the caster. No. Really? Oh. Huh? No? No, not for the healing word. Um, I was asking her what die she was using, and but it doesn't matter because I'm not within five feet of her, so I can't do the thing. Okay. So Zuda is moving up there. And Thandrin, you're using your quarterstaff, right? No, my quarterstaff isn't magical, so it's it's pretty much useless. Thandrin, you're using your quarterstaff, right? Sure, I'm using my quarterstaff. <laughs> I have a new spell I've been dying to try out. Okay. Your quarterstaff is now a holy weapon. Oh. You get an extra 2d8 radiant damage on a hit, and if the weapon isn't already magic, it becomes one. You are my favorite human being on this planet. You can use the punch game. ghosts. But Zuda's a, a Ganassi? That's all I have yes. wanted. Yes, I'm talking about favorite human being IRL. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Also, it emits bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. All I've wanted is a magical quarterstaff so I could look awesome, and now I have one. Yay. You essentially <laughs> have the quarterstaff equivalent of a lightsaber. Oh. Only it's not, like, friendly fire if you touch the glowy bits. Thanrin's a monk. There, there'd be some esoterical reason why that doesn't do any damage to the monk. Can I, can I yeah. add some flavor to it? It glows cobalt blue. Nice. I mean, that's holy light. I'm going to say that's canon. And your stick is now better than bacon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Little Sparrow has inspiration because, of course, she does. All right. <laughs> So, at that point, it is Voss's turn. 
Vasa does the hardest thing Vasa has ever had to do. Aww. Hit a monk Aww. with a weapon. And his best friend with a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, make the attempt. Let's be honest here. Uh, well, that's a nat 20. Yeah! There's my boy! Half didn't think Vasa was gonna do it. Half didn't think Vasa was So that's, um... I'm glad that I have this custom character built in d Beyond in a way... It's not a character sheet. Oh. It's a custom monster. Nice. But the way I did it, it's using some of the new code that they added in to the, the various monster manual things where I can actually roll the damage with a crit. Nice. I know, right? D&D Beyond, you are so great. Not a sponsor, but call me. Um, so that's, Beyond. <laughs> that's 13 points of piercing damage. And reduces max. Well, not yet. Not yet. That's just the piercing damage. The, oh. the piercing damage is 1d6 plus 5 normally. The necrotic the damage necrotic. on a normal hit is 4d8. 8. I am rolling 8d8 necrotic damage. Die, you are covering the number. What's the result? It's a 1 that's covering the number that's the total, by the way. Okay, 32. Thank you. (laughs) Ouchies. Hav is bloodied. Wow. And also has lost max hit points. Possibly 30-something. Um... (laughs) Has lost 32 hit points off of Hav's total. Yes. Uh, now, for Vasa's second strike. Yeah. It's going to be anticlimactic. But. Not oh well. 21. No, no, that's only I a 24. Really hope, I really Smack hope you're anticlimactic. No, no, Vasa climate. is doing anticlimactic attacks. Mm, yes, Vasa change is affecting hard. the weather. Yeah. Clim- climate I mean, change is real. And we can all do yep. our part to prevent it, but really, you have to go after the corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So also, that's while gonna we're be... talking about the weather, I'm the one who casts the lightning bolt. Very true. true. And I'm not rolling for that damage because I can just put in the standard numbers. It was 8 piercing and 18 necrotic damage, and max hit points reduced by 18. Right, uh, as for our third hit. Mm-hmm. You get three hits. That's a 23. I'm rolling lower each time. But I'm still rolling over <laughs> 20 each time. Hav is, is clearly, how could you? All right. Hav is still standing. Oh, Hav is pretty much in the in the camp of Voss is a traitor and Vasa deserves to die. So yes, how could you? Morley. How far away is Oceanus from me? Well, at the end of um, Voss's turn, right there. Okay. Which is 40 feet according to the measuring tool. 40 feet. Okay, so I'm going to move... Uh, how many... F- what do I have for movement? 30 feet? Is that right? Usually, yes. Okay. And you specifically... Ah, I've never had to look for movement on this character sheet. Yeah. On the, the D&D Beyond one? Yes. It's up next to inspiration. Oh, right, right at the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. 30 feet. You do have... Or I couldn't see it. Okay, I have 30 feet, so... <laughs> Um, the problem is they made the, the box be very large and obvious. So therefore, <laughs> I was looking for right, a small yeah. flavor text in a yeah. different box. Okay, so I'm going to move um, probably 30 feet. Let's see. Okay, five, that's 10, six 15, boxes. 20, 25, 30. I'm going to go to that box. Oops, what have I done here? Hold on. I think that's right. 510. I was here. Or here. 510. Close enough for government work. Uh, I'm going to move up one more. I do not hit. want to know what government that uh, Warlock of Asmodeus is involved in, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to hit Oceanus with two Eldritch Blasts. Well, you can make the attempt. Good luck. Uh-huh. We're counting on you. Okay, here we go. First one is an 8 plus 7 for a 15 to hit. Probably not. No. Okay. Doesn't even dodge. It just goes off in, into the distance and and does some damage to what was probably a very expensive window. Okay, that'll do. Now we have a window. Someone can throw him out. Okay. Yay! Um, oh, this one's even... Oh, this one actually works. It's an 18 so a plus 7 for a 25. So now I can roll okay. damage. And that um, is a 6. Give me a second here, because he has a legendary ability. He can of course. Use. Of course. Is he going to uh, the High Inquisitor can use two of his swords, of which he has three remaining total, to increase his <coughs> AC by five. Oh. Until the start Does of he? his next turn. If he uses this ability and the attack is still successful, those two swords are broken, and the fragments turn into quickly melting non-magical ice. This ability, the game log is covering this, so give me a second here. Uh, this ability cannot be used when there are not at least two remaining swords. And there's stuff here about how he can regenerate those swords if necessary during a long rest. Um, but here's the thing, he used his ability. Okay. You still hit. Yeah! All right. Yeah. He, blo- he goes to block your Eldritch Blast with two of the, th- of the three remaining swords he had. Your Eldritch Blast shatters them. And still hits him. He now has one remaining flying sword. Which is still one more flying sword than the rest but, of you have. But it means he can't right. do that again. Right. But it means he can't do that again. Okay. That'll roll I your damage. I think that's all I can... Oh, I did. Um, I rolled oh, it. It was did. a six. six. Okay. Yep. Not a lot, but the emotional Something. damage is severe. Yes. Also, there's three swords that he's not getting back. I'm telling you where they went, he's not getting them back. Okay. Okay. That's all I can do. <laughs> I figured I'd try to help Ryan have, you know, less trouble mm-hmm. fighting this guy. Oh, certainly. Guy, so. Quincy is also going to help. Quincy's going to fly over to here, land, and immediately lick Ryan. Well, as Quincy is landing, Quincy is going to lick Ryan in the face. But uh-huh. it, Quincy's kind of like alongside you, so it's more of like a side swipe of a lick from like the ear to the corner <laughs> of your mouth. It, it is... <laughs> If you're if you don't like the dog, it is the most disgusting thing. Uh, and that is going to heal ten points of damage. I am unbloodied. That is Shamar's turn. Now we're up to the beginning. It is Oceanus's turn. Oceanus is going to take a swing at Quincy. Don't hit the good dog. Don't hit the good. Oceanus only gets one attack because the attacks were based on how many swords Oceanus had. Oh, wow. This is he, good. Yeah. That is a uh, 22 to hit. <laughs> oh, no. And see, and see, why did I throw, get something down your throat? I do have my shield again. I can't do the thing because I've used the reaction. The shield is currently right next to Vasa in the same space. Brian forgot Vasa. to grab it. Ah. Ryan was was occupied by a lot of things and and so was EO but so was Ryan I'll Uh, get it back to you Quincy takes 7 piercing damage and 14 cold the DM has gone to a different tab of his browser entirely by holding down the control key while typing numbers Quincy is bloodied but still up and moving And the High Inquisitor can do no other things. 
because only gets one attack now. Thanks, Morley. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Oh, good laugh. Thank you. At the end of the High Inquisitor's turn, the DM has trouble finding character sheets. They're all listed in a row here. Why can't I click on them? Um, It's going to be be Lil Spira's turn next, but at the end of Oceanus' turn, Hav uses a legendary action um, (sighs) to punch Vasa. Wow. Fair. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... Oh, my gosh. I was like, wow, you rolled so poorly for that. But that still hits Vasa. Vasa's only wearing, like, leather armor. Um, so that is 32 points of damage to Vasa. Ouch. Vasa's still doing okay, all things considered. Oh. Yes. Now it's Lispera's turn. Every time I say I'm going to pronounce it slightly different. It's going to be... <laughs> Lispera Lil Sp- is the Zathras of this campaign. <laughs> All right, so first attack. Does a 17 hit? Hit who? Uh, we have Oceanus and Hav both on the board. Hav. I'm aiming okay. for Hav. Okay. Uh, 17 will not. Okay, then I'll use my bonus action to turn that into a curving arrow. So now I'll roll again to see if it hits... Oceanus. Yep, Oceanus uh, with a 20. A uh, 20 will hit Oceanus. He's wearing plate, but he's not as nimble. So, Oceanus will take 10 piercing damage from an arrow. Okay, noted. And then for my second attack, which I automatically get, will a 29 hit have? I'll allow it this time. (laughs) So that's 10 piercing damage, and I'm assuming that's not lethal, so I'll also roll. No, how do you want to do this? You know those old headbands that people use for comedy that made it look like they were shot through the temples? This isn't a headband. And Vasa and Hav were facing each other, so you had the line of sight to do that. The arrow goes right through, as you described, stays embedded right where it is, and Hav just stands there for a moment and wobbles a bit. And you'd think that maybe she'd say her last words to Vasa, but she doesn't give him that satisfaction. She turns and looks over at Thandrin and says, You'll never be the one that killed me. And with a slight smile on her face, she falls over backwards dead. Wow. That is like the worst possible way to do this in front of Thandrin, too. Poor Thandrin. Poor Thandrin. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, Thandrin helped. Don't get me wrong. Mm. So excited yeah. to break her jaw with my smooth pirate staff. I'm so excited. Thandrin, oh. if, it, if it makes you feel any better... I can provide a target. There's a target that's already over there that I'm going to break his jaw. Well, Oceanus is laughing. I still have an action surge to make two more attacks this turn. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have this happen before you make those two attacks, and then I'm going to let you make the attacks. Okay. Okay? Um, Oceanus is laughing, and, and he says between breaths to get air back in his lungs, Did you never stop to think about who was maintaining that shield around this temple? It clearly wasn't me. It was the one for whom I am her avatar. Yeah, I got that, dude. You are spoiling everything. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care. We don't care. It was very obvious. 
You want a dramatic reveal? Whatever. You don't get that satisfaction. Are I don't even know who you are. You, you have... <laughs> <laughs> that is a wonderful line to come from Lospira in this. But please, we're, we're talking over Eo. Let's stop talking over Eo. You want the dramatic line? Argonia, you have abused your power. You have treated mortal people like things and tools. You have lied to your own followers. How dare you? You hear the sound of hands clapping behind you. And a gnome with a golden jewel-encrusted beard, walks forward. You all feel like you're kind of just, like time is slowing down, but not for this gnome. The gnome is walking at a regular speed. For the rest of you, you feel like you're moving through molasses. That is an excellent speech, Ryan. I am proud of you. That is fantastic. Couldn't have done it better myself. Oceanus just stares at this gnome like... Wait, one, first of all, how did you get in here? Second, what are you doing? We were having a moment. And yes, my moment was ruined, but at least Ryan <laughs> was having a moment. And, <laughs> seriously, this is etiquette. There is etiquette to these things. Uh, but that's the expression on Oceanus's face. None of these words are said out loud. So um, here's the thing. Argonia, I know you can hear me. Um, here's the thing. You, for want of a better word, pissed off a lot of gods. And I'm from Somna. <laughs> as as Garl Glittergold is talking, the light in this room starts to get darker and darker. Like the light, the sunlight that was coming through the windows is growing dimmer. Like clouds are going overhead, or clouds behind the windows. Small, rapidly moving clouds behind the windows. And, and is not just one god. Matter of fact, diametrically opposed deities all had a reason to really not like what, they, what you specifically were doing. So um, it's kind of an odd alliance, one that hasn't happened on this world, I'm told, since, oh, well, long before you became a deity, actually. So um, we were kind of hoping that you would reveal yourself at some point, and... We really can't let you leave. And as the light gets dimmer and dimmer, you realize that all of you can still see just fine because you're all glowing slightly. Oh, that's no fun. Hmm. Not enough to ruin certain abilities that require twilight, mind you. Can I take and a bonus action? Let me finish my moment. <laughs> One of them was already ruined. Give me this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am here for the moment being ruined by, by Ryan. That was fantastic. Um, but there, there is something glorious coming. As you look around at your companions, each of them has a form, a ghostly form appearing behind. Well, except for Ryan, Burp, and Quincy. Um, Zuda has the, the glowing translucent image of the moon with little bits of green on there. That's kind of weird, but never mind about that. Um, Morley. Mm-hmm. has a very ominous demonic figure behind him. Mor does Morley notice? <laughs> Morley notices the moon behind Zuda. Morley's kind of, it's difficult for Morley to look at Morley's own back of head. Right, okay. Um, so that depends on if you turn behind you real quick. Um, Lil Spira, there's a, you feel 
the ghost of a tap. You know no one's actually tapped you, but you feel the presence of a hand just sort of reaching out and tapping your soldier, your shoulder, not your soldier. That's something different. <laughs> and you hear a voice say, hi, um, we haven't talked much. Name's Regal. Pleased to meet you. I'm here as a favor for a friend of a friend. Uh, this is going to be fun. Have you ever heard of an ability called Fluffernutter? It's something I want to try out. Um, I have not heard of that ability, but I am used to favors from friends of friends. It's great. Lots of damage. Nothing collateral. Woo, Fluffernutter! Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I made Sam Regal a god in this game, so of course. Yes, he did. Um, yes, he did. Fandrin, you also hear Agma's voice saying, Hi, um, normally it would be Ayun that's here for you, but because Ayun wasn't the one that was ticked off by Argonia, I asked if I could step in. Hopefully that's okay. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be a learning experience for everyone. You don't and see gonna... his face, but you hear the, the mm. grin in his voice. Oh, don't worry. Without looking at or without looking, Bandron just gets a grin. That's going to be fine. Okay. There is one deity that is currently absent. And Garl... Garl Crash, yes. you cut out. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Good. O- Oceanus looks around at all of this, and there's a bit of panic starting to, fo- to form in his face. And then he starts he to swell. one god. Oops. And turn watery in form. <gasps> he is being one with his god. Oh. And the, the, the watery form is somewhat feminine in nature, as if it's a giant water goddess. It reaches out and grabs Garl by the throat and lifts him up and says, Your avatar is currently outside. What are you going to do, little gnome? Well, well, that's that's the thing. Uh, You see, and Garl continues to speak while being choked. This is something that's really, really important because a couple of things. First, Garl Glitter Gold is a god of mischief. And second, you pissed them off. And last, when I ascended, they burned an entire deck of many things. Is this your card? (laughs) (laughs) And the disguised form of Teriush, of whom only a specter created by Garl Glittergold was banished, appears... Where Garl was, breaks free of the grip, and sort of drifts backward to take their rightful place with Rhine and Burp. Wow. Hey. Hi, Voss! For the record, that wasn't me in the dream. (laughs) One of the windows shatters. That's okay. And a small, red-scaled kobold rolls on the ground and stands up by one of the pillars. But as they stand up, their skin changes color from red scales to green, and they stand up and up and up as they turn into Thava, holding the scroll. Whoa. As a murder of ravens flies in with her. Okay, Morley wants to turn around and see who's behind him. You can definitely do that as a free action. Okay. So yes, Thava immediately starts reading from the scroll. And this is where we're going to end it, understanding that we have some, I believe it's, you had a bonus action, or what was left for Lothar <clears throat> to do? Surge, I believe it was, in two more attacks. 
Okay, that's where we're ending with, with Little Sparrow's turn, and that's where we're going to start it up the next session. And I have such Bobby. wonderful things to show you. Or do I have to wait for that? Well, you know who's behind Morley is. It's, 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 your, it's your patron. Yes. Yeah, okay. It, it's Making sure, because you described a tiefling, I'm like, well. <laughs> no, I said demonic figure. Which, oh, okay. I which I suppose, part. yes, does I mean, is a Venn know. diagram that includes tiefling. Yeah, okay. However, it's wow. 100% Asmodeus. We have you have Asmodeus. seen both of them. There is a yeah. slight resemblance in skin yes. color, and they have horns. Yes. We have every single patron that has been a major player in this campaign with us right now. Right. So those that didn't know Marley's <laughs> patron, uh, hi. No, no. <laughs> there, there's no Tiamat. There's no Bahamut. Hmm. What was that first name you said again, Crash? Oh, you, you've never heard of them. They're a small god that is worshipped oh, by a lot of people gosh. on the planet. Oh my gosh. the uh, god of mischief from uh, Skelvar. <laughs> Based Which loosely is, on Sam Regal. <laughs> it fits wow. with Will Sparrow's background to have a god from Skelvar show up. Specifically good. with Will Sparrow's background. So we've got Regal from Skelvar. We've got Argonia there that we're ready to murder. Um, murder. We're murdering. Uh, murder. Teriash, murder. Raven Queen, Asmodeus, and what's the one that's with me? Uh, the one that's with you is Agma. Agma. And oh, the one that, I can't remember Ailey's god's name. Samna. Samna. That's it. Wow. So we have seven gods with us right now. Very cool. And that's awesome. this will, I'll go over this during our next session because we're going to end it here for tonight. Okay. Um, because we started around five and it's almost eight. Okay. Um, there will be mechanics that involve being the avatar for a deity. I say this with the knowledge that this is still not going to make it be an easy fight. Yeah. Okay. All right. So thank you everyone for playing. Thank you for listening. Next session will be our last session unless yes. the players do something unexpected. Which we might. We are yes. known for doing things unexpected. Big shout out to D&D &D uh -huh. Beyond for letting me press the save button on an encounter. Oh. <laughs> yes. Because we're going to start off exactly before I rolled for Argonia's initiative, as well, along with everyone else. Oh. <laughs> yes. Great. What'd she roll? 30? No. <laughs> However... So, uh, I'm I'm just assuming that what's uh, what Thava starts saying from the squirrel is love, twoo love. <laughs> no no no, Thava's not behind the altar or in front of it. Mm. Matter of fact, none yeah. of you are. Right. Also, the Church of Argonia does not unfortunately recognize polycules, and you're all currently are engaged with Argonia. <laughs> mm. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Once we get rid of her, then it won't be a problem. True. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you could argue she'll be outside the jurisdiction um, with that said since it's the end of the show who's got some things to plug Eel's mom's writing books you want to go first Chris no I said Eel's mom writes books oh right yeah Eel's mom writes books at elizabeth-mccoy.com <laughs> well, I, I don't write the books at the but that, that's where you can find them that's where you can find them yes, yes, no. yes. Yeah, I, Beth goes specifically to that web address and edits the HTML <laughs> to add the books well no I, 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 I no. Ellie Ellie does that so yeah Jen 
Oh, Since we're talking um, about books. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, my website is bookofgen.net. It's got a lot of video game content on it and other stuff, depending on what I feel like writing. And there's a lot of Diablo-type content on it from Diablo 3. Soon to have more on Diablo 2 Resurrected. And uh, I've got a little bit from the uh, Diablo Mortal game in there somewhere videos and such. Um, so that's bookofgen.net. I also am the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast, which is a Diablo community podcast. Ep- new episodes go out every Saturday, and you can find that at shatteredsoulstone.com. I am upset that we've been playing for years, and never once did it occur to me to use the segue of Eo's Mom Writes Books to Book of Gen. Book of Gen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't. I, I mean, so... you always just go straight to podcasts and share it me. Yeah, well, I shot at both of you because you both have podcasts, right? And then one of you right. chooses to go before the other one, and I never really emphasize which is which. You see, oddly enough, Book of Jen, I got the name from Nevik, who was one of the hosts of Shattered Soulstone, because I was like, I want to do a Diablo blog. What should I call it? And then it just sort of morphed into all these additional things. But there's a lot of Diablo on there. So that's how the name came about. It's not about a book. I do have books. They're poetry books. Uh, I don't think they're accessible anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there we are. Well, I should get Ellie to do something about that. <laughs> oh, me. Um, I have a fortnightly nerd podcast where we talk about video games, TV shows, pop culture, D&D, all the things. Um, it's They think I'm weird. They do, but you are weird, so it's fine. Um, I mean, yes. It's- it's called the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe. This week we talked about um, how game culture has evolved around live service games, and we had spent like 30, 40 minutes talking about Doctor Who uh, and the news built around that this week. Um, you can find us at tctceu.com. Um, and I have also started streaming on YouTube. Um, the URL will hopefully have changed by the time this airs. Or becomes available for people to listen to. No so later like, than 2025. Yeah, we'll definitely have changed by then. Um, so, uh, just I will. I'll be linking it on the coast to coast um Discord. So check there for it. And by will be listing it there. It's currently there. That's how I saw it today. Yeah. Where absolutely no one was killed, but a oh few God. people were thrown off of buildings. Spider-Man does that a lot. But but we didn't hear them hit the ground. Actually, no. We definitely heard one we of them hit the ground. Definitely heard at least a couple of them hit the ground, and I think I, I think I like fractured a couple of skulls as well. Yeah, actually, no. I, I I'm pretty sure Rhino got killed. Yeah, no, I, I, we don't. That's kind of ominous on that one. But like, it's kind of up in the air because we don't really know. We may have got to him quick enough. Yeah, well, got stabbed a lot. There was a lot of stabbing. He's that's a big fair. guy. He's probably fine. Yeah. He'll walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we also have a Patreon. I have no segue between that and the Patreon. Um, <laughs> Fair. Go to our Patreon. We won't stab you. No, that sounds like we're threatening. No. Um, oh, this went bad. Bail. Bail. Um, <laughs> Patreon is not full of rogues. Not with that attitude. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on. There's no stabbings involved in any direction. Well, if any rogues want to uh, back our Patreon, they are welcome to. Yes, we won't ask where the money came from. Wait, that sounds bad, too. Failing again. <laughs> failing again. Um, you could join other illustrious Patreons who I also don't ask questions. Um, 
including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, Eric, Janadalok, Mickey, Shan Shen, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, actually, which card is this that I picked out? Oh, death. Yeah. I think That's this is your card. exceptionally appropriate. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Definitely. I know more about terror than I should, and death actually isn't that bad. It just means change. Hanged man and the tower are the ones you have to. You're ruining Terryish's moment. Let them have this. (laughs) (laughs) The death card card is about death. You have death coming for a king on that card traditionally, and it's basically about change being inevitable, even for the powerful in some ways. So it's really appropriate. I mean, the Raven Queen made an appearance immediately after the card was drawn. Just saying. (laughs) All right. Good night, everyone. Night. Good night.